Hey friends, welcome to the brand new Rutgers Chi Alpha podcast. Here's a small recording from our recent Monday Night Live meeting. Hope you enjoy. Hey, let's go. Let's go. What's up, everyone? What's happening? Yes, sir. So welcome, everyone. Tonight, we are breaking down how, or as some special, like, you know, minded people would say, unpack. Unpacking? Did you unpack? Have you ever unpacked? Um, I've unpacked my backpack when I got here. Okay, that's I mean, good. It's a probably from a better grammatical term to use, but okay. we're going to unpack friends of the subject of Jesus Friends mission with my co-host, Brian Adams, or the commissioner, who still hasn't let me out of his house. Whoa, Guys, whoa, been, whoa, 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 I've whoa, kidnapped, whoa. helped. No, helped. no, there's no kidnapping. You're like a stalker. You're like some <laughs> random guy just like hanging out by the street corner, like ruffling through my mailbox. But hey, anyway, we're going to dive right in here. And tell me, Brian, before you became a stalker, you know, and before you even transferred to Rutgers and you became connected to Kayapa, what, what were, if you heard the word community, really, what did that, what did that mean to you? Honestly, houses and like this neighborhood, bro. Like seriously. So lots and lots of houses. Yes. <laughs> right. Okay, I get it. You know, like if you hurt my best friend, you know, in that way, I can make your death look like a tragic, unbelievably no good, very bad. Like it's just a tragedy. That kind of like accident. I can make. What, what are you coming at me for? Like, right, all right. So I think friends, you know, come and go like waves of the ocean. But true ones stay like an octopus stuck to your face. They just like stick to you. Yeah, like good friends don't let you do stupid things alone. Yeah, and you would know a lot about that. Hey, I think that friends, they would buy you lunch. But true friends, best friends, they eat your lunch. Like people think I'm crazy. Like even you probably think I'm crazy, but you should see me with like my best friend. Listen, let's just let's just unpack that a little bit. You are crazy by yourself. You know, <laughs> you don't even need any friends about around you. But if you call me your best friend, but where were you when my selfie only had four likes? That's yep. what I really want to know. I'm sorry I wasn't there. Uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> you don't have to be crazy to be my friend, Brian. Okay. But like it, it definitely helps, you know. Mm-hmm. I can use crazy friends, right? Because then you'd have everything. If you have friends as weird as you, then you really do have everything. That's what I think. You know, some girls may say there's nothing better than a friend, but I say if it's a friend with not chocolate but fruit candy, now that's where it is. That's where it's at. <laughs> so, what do you like? A, a, you know, like you're the uh, all too knowing about women. This is, we should really unpack that a little bit. Are you are you done with all this joking around? Oh, not at all. Why did Zombie ignore his Facebook friends? Uh, I think I'm gonna really, I'm gonna regret this. But why? Because he's digesting his followers on Twitter, baby. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, we're absolutely done. Oh wait, no, there's more. Why can't Why can't you be friends with a squirrel? Um, I know I'm really gonna regret this. Why? Because they drive everyone nuts. I'm smart. Listen, um, you are a squirrel. But, uh, so one more. What do you call a skeleton with no friends? What? Bony. Okay, we we should. I heard the crickets chirping. We should we should probably cut it out. Right. Uh, but when it comes to this, like when we say Jesus, real devotional right. life, like we talked about last week, right. friends, real community, and mission, mission, real responsibility. But it's just friends. It doesn't fully explain what we're talking about here. So when we say community, what do you think? What's in your mind when you think about it from the Bible? Biblically, what does that mean to you? Okay, well, I think uh, today, now more than ever, 
um, being in a Christian community is important. I think it's really kind of vital because the reason is that divisiveness really rules. Yeah. I mean, you can get canceled anytime, but you're not going to get canceled here. Now, I, I believe it's critical really for our happiness and our growth even, and it's not an optional part of Christian life really, because I think that we were made for community. You know, in the, in the, there's a scripture verse in Hebrews chapter 10 that says this, it says, let us consider, let's, you know, like think about Hebrews 10, 24, yeah. let us consider, think about how we would spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some in the habit of doing, mm -hmm. but doing so more, encouraging one another more as we see the day approaching. You know, I'm a history major, so apparently that means I'm not very bright, but that sounds completely like the opposite of isolation. All right. And no, you are, you're extremely bright. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, having a group of people who, who know you mm -hmm. and love you and keeping yeah. you connected to Jesus and each other is, is really, is really very important. There's a couple of more scripture verses. Yeah. Uh, Psalm 133 verse one would say like this how good and pleasant it is. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like it really jives with us mm -hmm. when God's people live together in unity. That, yeah. That's really a blessing. Mm -hmm. The other scripture verse that I think that would, that would come to mind would be 1 John 1, 7. Yeah. It says that if we walk in the light yeah. as he is in the light, yeah. we have fellowship with one another. Yeah. You know, there's this connection of community mm -hmm. and the blood of Jesus Christ purifies us from all sin. And then the last one I think is, is Romans 12, 5. It says, yeah. it says this, so we, though are many, are of one body in Christ and individually members of one another. So there's this, there's this connection. So, I mean, you know, like we talk a lot about Chi Alpha, but I think our, our favorite scripture verse is Acts 2, 42 to 47. Oh my gosh, I got this. All, All right, right, I'm going to put you on the test, go. All right, they devoted themselves to apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of the bread and to prayer. Okay. And everyone was filled with the and with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Okay, I think that's really good. And when you break that, that middle part down in verse 44 of Acts, it says this, all the believers were together and had everything in common. So there's this, this koinonia, this, they were together, had everything in common, sold property, possessions, and gave to anybody that was, was in need. And the other thing I think in verse six, it says they continued together is that they continued to meet together. So there's this there's this group that was always hanging out together, eating and doing different yeah. things with with great and sincere hearts. Consistent, yeah. So and you know with that it ends in just praising right. God and enjoying the favor of all the people and the Lord added to their number daily with those being saved. Yeah, I mean that's the part I really I really do like the most. It says yeah, like so you know like seeing the university mm -hmm. and seeing the university really witness first-hand authentic biblical Christianity is one of the most effective evangelistic events because it just happens or should happen organically every day like you don't have to you don't have to manufacture it oh, so wow you're sound, you're really hyping this up but like I just really, really want to know what does an, what does this authentic community actually do? Okay, well, um, thank you for asking. I appreciate that since you were stalking me out of my house here. You know? But I think that there's a lot more benefits than we probably really think about in the first glance. Yeah. The, the first one is, is kind of obvious, or it should be obvious to us. 
the uh, real, authentic community challenges me, challenges us to be more like Jesus. Yeah. And, you know, the fake doesn't. Uh, we mentioned we mentioned before Hebrews 10, that 24 verse, 24 verse. And I think that's really important because it says in verse 24, it says, let us consider. Mm -hmm. so, so let us let us think about, let's almost kind of plan how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting it. So there's this, there's this drive. Yeah. I think that nothing really kind of makes us more like Jesus really yeah. than the daily grind of people around you. You know, um, I mean, marriage will do this too. Man, maybe someday I'll know about that. But right. Now. Okay. <laughs> right. So you're not married, right? Right. So I got, I got 32 years of experience in this, right? So uh, we often think about marriage when it comes to like, is a refining process, you know, but uh, the truth is that God does give us community yeah. and uh, as a way to help us become, you know, more like him. Proverbs 27, 17 is a real popular verse yeah. because it, it says this, it says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens the other. So yeah. we get to be better. And there's something real about, I think, the concept of power in numbers, like yeah. with the people around us. When, when we're surrounded by people and believers, I think we feel empowered in our faith, Definitely. you know? Um, and may even, we may even be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit in our lives. And there's something powerful about, I think, believers, you know, joining together, getting together and making each other accountable mm -hmm. as being sort of a witness mm -hmm. really of one of those lives because i need people yeah. checking in on me and we need people checking in on us yeah. really kind of asking us the hard questions we don't really like them but it's good for us and even challenging us to really to live out our faith yeah you know because the thing that i was you know that i was thinking about was this that if we center ourselves yeah on a biblical worldview yeah. okay that would be a, a concept and it reminds us that we're put in relationships mm -hmm. in order to encourage one another um in our pursuit of god and of living out his league of man and his kingdom I, I think it's within this context of community that we're given the opportunity really to be refined as followers of christ because I think some of us, you know, we may run away from that really, oh, but, but really I need it. Like I, I want people around me that are gonna do that. And let me say this, and this may, may be a little hard, but the, the authentic, the authentic community will challenge you the, and help you and walk with you to follow Jesus. The inauthentic will absolutely not. But how can you really say that? Is there like some kind of off, unauthentic Christian community? Yeah, well, unfortunately, yeah, I think there's, I think there is. And I didn't really say that. I think Hebrew said it um, by, by highlighting what authentic community really is. And today, I mean, there are, I mean, you look scripturally and even if you look scripturally, even at Rutgers, there's groups that of people that are claiming to Christ, but yeah. not living for Christ. Yeah. Claiming Christ, but not living for. Mm -hmm. And you can see that it's a very, it's not a, you don't have to look very deep, I think, you yeah. know, because our lives are so transparent. It's, it's, you know, it's not even new mm -hmm. because if you read throughout the New Testament and Revelation, 
I'm, you see Colossians, you see all of these different places that are listed in the Bible that were, that were doing the same thing. But for me, my story is, I, I really want the real deal. Yeah. And you know, like the thing is like so many people hear that. I remember hearing that in church and you're like, you know, can be a little community sounds great, but you right. know what? I've been walking my life all on my own. What if I want to do that? And okay. so let me be an example to any of you who think that right now of why that doesn't work. So in first Peter five state, it states that be alert and of sober mind. Your, your enemy, the devil prowls around like a lion That's a good looking verse. for someone to devour. Right. And Brian, do you know how lions work? Like how they hunt or anything? This is a joke <laughs> because I'm scarred from all the others, but I have watched National Geographic, I think, but, but tell me. But, but basically, lions, you know, they seem like powerful creatures and, you know, they are, they have like a really strong I, I, I would think so. Yeah. But like, if you ever see the length of a bison or a wildebeest, they're right. huge. Like, right. like one kick from that could break a lion's neck. Yeah. Easy. Okay. Done. No shot. And, but the thing is, the way they worked is not that they go after the big, strong one in the pack, which is surrounded by others. So, like, because if they went into that, they're just going to get torn apart by these pack okay. of bison or wildebeest. Right. But rather, they look for the one that's being separate, alone, that's drifting away, the young calf, the young, or, like, maybe even the weaker, like, um, one of the weaker, older ones who is just wandering away or just someone who's just wandering away, you know, being in a place where they're not supposed to be. And so once they see that, that distance completely, com like completely made, that's when they pounce, they strike and tear that animal to bits. There right. is no shot that animals making out of there alive. Right. And, you know, for me, I was like that. Um, I was that, um, wildebeest. I was that bison. I remember, um, for me, you, you look like a bison. Oh yeah, very strong bison. With this beard and everything. <laughs> but I remember, like for real, like I walked, I had an altercation with one of my friends from my youth group okay. um, when I was in high school. And I walked out on him because we had an argument about a lot of things. And mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? Like I grew up, I grew up without friends. I don't need, I can, I can be perfectly fine alone. I'll find Jesus on my own. Mm -hmm. I'll find, you know, like God on my own. Mm -hmm. And boom, like I remember just like, for one year, it didn't tell, turn, it didn't take long for my relationship for, to go from something that is like, you know, going in, like going places to it's just dead. It's dead. But thank God that he's, he says he's not done with it. He's the author and perfecter of our faith. Because when I came back and I found Kai Alpha, it transformed me. My walk with Christ was dead before I went to Texas. But afterward, now it's alive and thriving. And it's, you know, it's something that molds me every day. People are constantly keeping me in check. Like, you know, I sort of like every single day, Dan is calling me out for one of my hot takes, but, <laughs> but no, for real, all those are true hot takes, but I'm like, but like, yeah, I got addicted to TikTok this morning because you posted something in the chat. It was an hour of scrolling through TikTok. <laughs> You're a very bad influence. I am. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like for real, like, you know, like, you yeah, know, just yeah. like they are, it's a community that is not only keeping right. me in check, but also encouraging me at the same right. point. Then all, like I, all, yeah. with Dan, like we just had a talk yesterday about like, you know, encouraging one another, like, you know, how much we meaning, how much does it mean for me to be in his life the same way, how much it means for him to be in my life. And, you know, I relate that with the same verse, like one of my favorite verses, John 10, 10, the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy like that line, but Christ has come to live life. 
um, has come so that we can live life and love it to the fullest. And I found Christ and I found my life within Chi Alpha Christian Fellowship. Yeah, I think it's a really good analogy um, about the whole lion and the beast and everything because yeah. the only one that gets eaten really is the one that separates itself from the pack. But So I think that's a good analogy on authentic um community that challenges us to be more like jesus but so what else do you think that community that community does well that, that was a great question brian you're a genius by the way if no one ever tells you it's, that. it's the brian's it, it must be the name but anyway <laughs> <laughs> well you know community carries you emotionally so okay we turn to galatians chapter 6 verse 2 it says carry each other's burdens in that way you fulfill the law of christ okay so, you know, we all hear about that statement. I, it doesn't take, like, I think I heard it from, like, you hear in TV all the time. Friends are there for each other. It's a universal statement, whether you're Christian or non-Christian. You know, you're going to hear it at one point. But, you know, there's a different approach from each side um, that each, like, from whether a secular viewpoint on how to, how do you carry someone's burdens versus a Christian standpoint on how you carry someone's burdens. So I like to look in my own life. So, um, this is a very personal, dear story to me. Okay. Um, my mom, um, during my senior year of high school, you know, senior, by the way, senior year, you're supposed to enjoy everything. You're supposed to live life. You know, you're supposed to, you know, this is your last year of high school. You're going to prom, you're going to do all these fun things. But for me, it wasn't the case. My mom went through a huge mental attack and she, oh, I'm sorry. she had like, she came under schizophrenia and depression and like was constantly she was like she was losing her mind like literally and okay. like that's the best way i can describe it she had to get rushed to the er and everything wow that's difficult and um i remember like thinking there were so many times where i felt like i was losing my own mom so many times during those times but like um i remember during this midst of like pain i turned to my secular friends mm -hmm. and i was because you know there were people in my high school who i knew i was like hey guys I need help. My mom went to the hospital and their first expression was just like, I never could forget like the glass eyed face. They looked at me, they just looked at me like, what do you want us to do about it pretty much? <laughs> like, Ouch. Okay. And like, you know, they didn't say that like that, but like they couldn't really, what else could they say? They didn't, they couldn't offer me anything. And like, you know, like, you know, that passed and you know, those like, and then we fast forward to my mom got better by the way. She's a lot better. Praise God for that. But then we look into something more recent. Um, my sophomore year, when I was first introduced into Alpha and I was going through life groups, I went through something similar with my mom, but not like with schizophrenia. But I dealt with depression, a really bad case of depression. And when I first introduced it to my life group, it was not the same blank eyed faces. In fact, it was a different one. It was like, Brian, we're going to pray for you right now. We're going to like lift you up. To God and not even just like just that one moment it was constantly checking up on me and the difference of those both takes is one of them made me angry at God when it comes to like how could you put me in this situation I feel like I have no help no whatsoever and like everything's going like to hell everything's going away everything sucks right mm -hmm. now but in the second one I saw divine healing take place in my own life I saw what it means to glorify God in the in the desert when everything is feeling hopeless i built my relationship with god and character and trusting him and he developed the joy of the lord within me that's and awesome so that was what like that was the main difference and i saw a transformation with me 
yeah, I think that's really important, especially during these times. Um, you know, this summer we lost our son who passed away suddenly. And I'm really, I really am thankful because we went through a range of emotions and still are, but it's the, it's the, the believers, Christians around us that are really upholding us and praying for us. Even like last night, we had a prayer meeting that went until, you know, almost midnight. And that, I think that's good about being authentic. The other thing that I would add to that is not only just emotionally, but authentic community really does teach us how to work through conflicts, you know, because we're, I think, you know, right now we all know this, but we're a very, you know, cancel oriented culture right now. Tell me, um, you know, someone offends you, you don't agree with, you know, delete, block, cancel, you know, we can even cancel ourselves. We take ourselves out of the game. We're like that wilderbeast. We're just going to, we're just going to run away. But I, you know, that is completely opposite of what we see community as biblically, completely just the other side of the other side of the spectrum. Because First Corinthians chapter one verse ten says, "I appeal to you," because he's like begging. I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Like he's going, like I appeal to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that all of you agree with one another. You know, and he keeps on to say. So that what you say, that there would be no divisions among you. There's no this, there's no, there's no that, but that you'd be perfectly united in mind, in mind and thought. Now, I don't think this is really talking about opinions. Uh, it's not talking about music styles, but our heart or focus or even sports, you know, because we could be in the opposite uh, ends of the spectrum right there. But I mean, you bring any group of people together and there's going to be conflicts. It's yeah. just going to, it's going to happen. You know, but when we're called to work, I think we are called to work through these divisions mm -hmm. and these separations with one another as a body of believers. Yeah. So, you know, um, I think we're, scripture says, you know, we're, we're called to be a unified body, which always isn't really easy. It's not natural in a cancel culture where there's so many different divisions. And, Completely opposite of yeah. cancel culture. Um, the other thing I, I think it's really humbling yeah. because it, it teaches us to lay down our very, very personal that we really love pride, yeah. you know, and when we've got to lay that down and learn assertiveness or to enhance our communication, this can be really difficult, but we, we need each other. That's the bottom line because it's, it's, I think it's, it's within the messiness of these relationships that with the one another that we're reminded of our desperate need for Jesus, because without Jesus, we can't do it. And, you know, to jump off of that, um, a community gives you the chance to forgive. And Brian, I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. Really, I want to test how much you know your Bible. All right. So, okay. First Peter okay. 4, chapter right. 4, verse 8 through 11. Okay. Let's go. So I think it, uh, all right. So First Peter uh, 4, 8 to 11. All right. Yeah. So um, above all else, above all, love each other deeply from because love covers a multitude of sins, you know, and then it continues on. It says, you know, hospitality without grumbling. I'm like, Oh no, people are coming over my house, whatever. But each of you should use whatever gift that you have for the edifying of the body and faithful stewards. Um, so I think it's, that's kind of, that's kind of, that's kind of it. But I, the, the first part of that is love each other 
deeply because Amen. love covers a multitude of sins. Amen. And also Colossians chapter 3 says, bear with each other and forgive one another. If anyone has a grievance against someone, forgive it. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And That's really important. So important. So neglected in our community. Right. And, you know, like, I believe, you know, the first reaction of the world is when you have someone wrong you, you are automatically, when you go to a judge, he's, one of the things they say, and I've always heard this, is like, you have the right to bear a grudge. But when you go to a godly community, it's always like to forgive. And, you know, that healing. That is completely opposite. opposite. To the world. Yeah. And, you know, that healing, when you first come out with a horrible story with someone who's wronged you, right. comes from that, you know, moment where that deep love and affection right. takes place and, you know, replaces that hate, that anger, the pain, the sadness. And, you know, I related with my own life. Um, another personal story. I had a toxic friendship. I had a really bad toxic friendship. Hmm. Um, it ended up like uh, it was a person who punched me in the face a couple times. Um, uh, like he broke into my house at the end of senior year. So craziness! I Yikes. can't believe I I went through all this. Um, I'm sorry, <laughs> but you know, you know, I remember like with so many people, they were like, I remember bringing it to some even my non-Christian friends. They were like, "Bro, you're in." idiot you, 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 get rid of them get rid of them you know like like hate him forever and everything like that and you know but then they came a different reaction i told about it to some of my godly friends and the first thing they told me they showered me with love and some love that you know was there that that like you know replaced a lot of that anger but not even just anger the hurt you know the betrayal and replaced it with trust within within my new community and placed it with just these new feelings of just you know healing that was where healing took place and and it relates with luke chapter 48 um i'm luke chapter 7 verse 48 it says he was been forgiven little loves little and some true um translation yeah some translation will say this like you've been forgiven a lot you love a lot right. and when in this That's true and when you're in this community, when you're receiving that much love, your natural reaction is to love back. And not just in the love that's like worldly love. It's a love that comes from Christ because it's in a community, a biblical community. And through that, like, you know, just talking with them, you know, about this experience, mm -hmm. opening up, I was just able to forgive him for all the long he's given me mm -hmm. and, you know, continue to live in a lifestyle of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And obviously I'm not like saying be a doormat by no means. No. Like, no, but I'm like, you know, they taught me instead of like, you know, like, you know, I have to be in his life, you know, to see like, you know, change come pray because you're not going to bring that change. Only God's going to bring that change in his life. So, you know, I'm just praying for him, you know, praying that, you know, God will do something in his life, that God would send someone in his life. And like, and they gave, and I would be remain distant, but I would still pray at a distance and still love on him. So yeah. Any last thoughts from that sure? Uh, I guess that's really, that's really powerful. Um, the, you know, when we talk, scripture tells us that, to forgive, right? Yeah. Uh, you could almost say that that is one of the litmus tests mm. of actual biblical community. Amen. That if you have people telling you that you need to forgive them, mm -hmm. I mean, because we all, that's the basic thing as followers, you should forgive. If that community is encouraging you to walk through forgiveness, that's, that's authentic. If there are people taking up grudges with yeah. you, being offended at the other person, okay? Because that is so prevalent right now. Oh um, that is not authentic, genuine biblical community. Yeah. I mean, I, I, 
I guess it's really black and white. It's very, it's very, very clear. I, I would think the, the last thought was, would be this, is that um, with seven and a half billion people living on the planet, which is, a, which is a lot of people, we really shouldn't feel lonely, but we really do. I think we can feel very isolated. And even though there's people everywhere, of course, we may not feel that during a pandemic, but it's true. You know, even so, we, we can get easily wrapped up in our, in our own lives that we don't take the time to really get to know other people. And I think there's an investment that needs to take place. We are very popular with social snacking, meaning we get a little bit here and a little bit there. And, but that doesn't equate, doesn't mean that we have authentic community when we're spread out so, so, so little. So here's the deal. I don't think that God intended at all, I know that for a fact, to live in isolation. He specifically designed us to crave and to thrive in a relationship with, with other people. And we, we are our best selves, really, when we're experiencing, you know, like highs, this happened to me, this was awesome, and lows, like tonight, I mean, the Cowboys may lose. Of course, I'm not going to have anybody in up that's really going to sympathize with me. You know, there's going to be nobody like, oh, I'm so sorry. They're going to be like, yes. You could be but, a Patriots fan. And have yeah, that could, be, that could even be worse. But, um, so I think that everybody needs community. Uh, and But don't take it from us, though. I mean, the Bible really clearly speaks a lot about this topic. And, you know, this is not it on, the, on this whole subject. There's, there's really much, much more that we could discuss, but we got we to gotta bolt, we got to bust, we got to scram, we got to, you know, disappear into breakout rooms. So what do you want to talk about? There's like the four points that we discussed today. So, yeah, we're going to be having breakout questions. Okay. Actually. So, um, I'm trying to that. Oh, so, so uh, real, wait, are we? So what does this look like in our own lives? All right. So what does it look like? What does this look like in our own lives? Right. Real authentic community challenges us to be, challenges you to be more like Jesus. Right. Real community, authentic community carries you emotionally. Right. Like I said. That's important. So important. Community teaches us to work through conflicts. Right. By empowering one another. Okay. With the word and just being there for each other. And real community gives you the chance to forgive. So those are the big four that we wanted to highlight together. If you're encouraged by this message, be sure to follow us on Spotify and share it with your friends. We truly want to see the name of Jesus lifted at Rutgers. To learn more about Chi Alpha, including our gathering times and weekly life groups, visit us online at RutgersChiAlpha.com or hit us up on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks again for listening and have a blessed day.